This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the Agenda Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Greaves. I'm joined by Charlotte Coates and Tom Covilla to talk about Liverpool's attacking options as they head into the next season. I'm going to start with you, Tom. Um, so with Sadio Mane potentially leaving, um, how do you think Liverpool are going to be shaping up in terms of Darwin Nunes filling that void, potentially? Yeah, well, obviously we spoke about the other day and it was just, um, you know, it's going to be a case of, you know, if Mane does go, you'd expect Nunes obviously to fill the void. Mane's going to leave. Uh, you know, there's been some talk of, you know, Mane potentially staying and Nunes coming, but, you know, it just doesn't seem likely that's going to be the case. So it, it seems like it would be a like-for-like swap in that case. Obviously, they're two different players in terms of the style and where they can play. Um, but Nunes would be coming in as Mane's replacement, as it were. And then it would just be a case for Klopp of, you know, working out who was going to be the front three. Um, he's got a lot of options now. Um, if that happens, he's still got Jota, Diaz, uh, Salah and Firmino also to pick from. So you would imagine Nunes would be down the middle with Salah and then Diaz maybe on the wings. But, you know, it would be an interesting sort of development to see, you know, where Nunes does fit in and, and if Klopp, you know, does uh, opt for a change in system or if he keeps it the same, as we've seen in recent seasons of the, the formation he goes with. So, yeah, it's an interesting one to see how Liverpool kind of accommodate for that arrival and um, well, potential arrival. And, uh, you know, how Nunes would actually fit into Liverpool's style of play. So, Charlotte, with obviously Divock Origi leaving as well, going to AC Milan, there's, there's two positions there. There's Mane's left wing, obviously, he was playing down the centre towards the end of the season. There's Mane's left wing and Divock Origi was probably the only, arguably, number nine that we had. So, could you see a potential change in the style of play for Klopp to accommodate for both of the positions? Uh, yeah, I do think we could see, maybe not right from the start of the season, but I do think we could see him opting for more of a 4 2 3 1 uh, formation, like like his Dortmund side, Dortmund side that got won the double, uh, won league twice in a row, and got to Champions League final, where you've got, I can't remember really the, the two they had sitting, um, but you'd think we've got Fabinho and Thiago who. Thiago played that perfectly in when he was at Bayern. Um, and then he's got Fabinho next to him. And then in front, you've also got Salah, Diaz to the sides. And then Firmino a bit absolutely perfect in that, that number 10 role. And then, I mean, obviously, you've got Carvalho as well coming in. Um, and we've not seen him in the Premier League, but heard a lot about him. A lot of promise was in the, was in the uh, championship team of the season. So you got to feel he's going to have some part to play. Um, and then um, Nunes as well up front is it's an important signing because, I mean, obviously, if it, if it all all being well, but it's Liverpool haven't signed a player like him maybe since Fernando Torres. Um, I know signed Suarez, but that out-and-out, out, that raw pace, Liverpool haven't had it since probably like your Torres days. So... Um, it, it kind of does hint at a, a change of style of play and same for Man City really it's like Liverpool City have been dominating English football for a while now and those two have gone out and bought two big quick 
centre forwards. So are they both evolving the way they play? Yeah, it does look like we're in for a real shuffle of shuffle of the positions up top. And uh, another name that's been touted to leave Liverpool is Takumi Minamino. Uh, Tom, seventeen million is being said as the price tag for him, which is probably a decent price. But in terms yeah. of actually the player that you're going to be losing and how much he did for the club last season, do you think that's a good idea? Um, it's a hard one because, like you said, with Minamino, it's it's been a bit of a strange one. It, you don't really know if you're kind of judging his Liverpool career, how you would kind of assess it really, because he hasn't been amazing whenever he's played, but you know, he, this season he has shown there's a player there. He can be effective from the bench for Liverpool. Obviously scored. Um, it's quite useful in the cups this season for the, um, for the club, but you know, for Minamino as well, you, you, you get the impression that he wants to be playing every week. Uh, like most players do at each club. So you know, he's not going to get that at Liverpool. Um, you know, I think when they signed him, it was kind of one of those that seven million, you know, you couldn't really go wrong with it kind of thing. It, it was still quite a good price. You know, he'd, he'd shown even against Liverpool in the Champions League that he was a threat, uh, even at Champions League level that was. So, yeah, Liverpool didn't really have much to lose with making that signing, but it hasn't necessarily worked out, you know, as, as well as it could have done because... You know, there has been times where he maybe hasn't looked quite up to the physical nature of the league and maybe not the quickest player as well, uh, just in terms of that sort of yard of pace in the final third. So, it's, yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, if they were to get 70 million, I, I don't really think you could turn that sort of money down for him, you know, making £10 million profit on a player that hasn't exactly set the league alight when he's been at Liverpool. And Liverpool could obviously reinvest that in other players potentially as well. Obviously, it could probably go towards Nunes if that does happen. Um, but, yeah, I do think that it probably would make sense, really, for both parties if that was to happen, if there's interest there, yeah, for, for Liverpool and Minamino, really. Yeah, I think Minamino is the type of player which you just... He's, he's not first choice, but he's good for squad depth. But, Charlotte, do you think last season we kind of just jumped on Diaz straight away and the squad depth was fantastic for us but do you think it's an unreal, unrealistic expectation going forward that we can have the same type of squad depth in the attacking areas that we did last season next season uh, possibly I mean obviously the signing of Diaz came mid-season so it automatically strengthens without losing anyone so you're looking at I mean obviously you've got that core you've got Salah uh, Mane was there last season, Jota, Firmino, um, and then Diaz comes in, and then you've got like Origi, Minamino, who were way down the pecking order, whereas at other clubs, like good Premier League clubs, they'd be well up there. Um, so, I mean, obviously it looks like Mane is, is going, he's on his way out, um, but Liverpool are acting fast to replace him, and Nunes is... He's a big name now and he's he's shown this season, well, last season, what he can do. Um, and plenty of clubs after him and Liverpool, they wouldn't pay that fee if if they didn't think they had a potential superstar on their hands. So, yeah, I, I do feel that, I don't know, like, you look at Man City and their squad depth in the fort, like, they've got Jack Grealish on the bench for a lot of games and he, he cost £100 million. Um so, 
I feel like to compete, you need you need a bit of depth and there's going to be games where Firmino doesn't start, where Diaz doesn't start, where even Nunes doesn't start. And that's, it's it's just, it's good really for the side because you just think, well, options off the bench. If anyone gets injured, then you're not panicking really. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. A name that we haven't mentioned so far as well is Diogo Jota. I think I felt kind of sorry for him last season because he when when Diaz came in, he kind of just got delegated to the bench straight away, didn't he? Because of like how good Diaz was, and despite his form, he just got brushed aside. And like, and he wasn't in bad form. I think people were too quick to jump on, thinking that the reason why he wasn't getting selected was because he wasn't playing well enough, Tom. But He's, he's more than capable of, of stepping up now, especially with that left-wing slot that Mane's leaving as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree with what you said there about Jota, but um, I do think like towards the end of the season when he did play, he didn't seem quite at the level we'd seen you know, earlier in the season, but you know, that was always going to be hard to maintain because he was scoring virtually every game sort of during that November, January period. So, yeah, I think he'll... Um, He'll only get better sort of as time goes on. You know, we saw his first season at the club was like a good solid start and the 2021 season. And then he sort of kicked on again last season. Uh, So you'd expect him to sort of continue that next season, really. Um, You know, maybe pushing on in the the goals department and reaching 2025. But it's just a case of where he's actually going to fit in. Like you were saying, if Mane goes and Nunes comes in, who, you know, how exactly is Klopp going to decide who's his go-to front three? Because there's every chance that he wouldn't come into that if you've got Diaz and Salah and Nunes as the three. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, Jota, I don't even know how Jota would be feeling about this potential arrival because although every squad always says they enjoy the competition, he, he may be sort of looking at this thinking, you know, are, you know, fearing for his place really a little bit. Um, although he's not the same out-and-out position as Nunes, it just leaves, you know, there's one less sort of option in that final third um, available for him. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Klopp approaches it if Nunes does come, because, like you said, it, it's just interesting to see where Joss will kind of fit in next season. Yeah. So, I'll stay with you, Tom. Um, with the outgoings currently, well, it seems like there's a lot more links away from Liverpool than links to Liverpool. The only real striker that we've been linked to is Nunes. Could you see this as a potential path for the likes of Kate Gordon to kick on a bit next season? Yeah, possibly. I mean, Carvalho is probably going to be the the main one, I think. Quite excited to see what he's going to bring to the team. And, you know, we've seen the quality he's had at Fulham and, and you sort of expect that he'll be featuring, maybe not from the start, but probably from the bench quite a bit late on in matches if we're winning or... You know, in cup games, there's probably a strong chance he's going to be starting a lot of the FA Cup and Carabao Cup matches. Cade Gordon, like you said, is another one that's probably going to uh, be featuring a bit for Liverpool as well. Um, and then obviously Harvey Elliott, it's going to be a big season for him after that disappointment of uh, that injury away at Leeds last season, which kind of disrupted his, you know, his flow because it's actually a bit of a surprise last season to see Elliott actually within the starting eleven for those early matches. Um, I think he started at home to Chelsea in that one-all draw in August, and that you know obviously that's a big game for him to be thrown into. So, 
yeah, I think we'll be seeing, you know, a bit more of that next season with the young players of getting more of a look in and a chance to sort of prove what they can do because Klopp's obviously quite keen for that sort of thing and promoting, you know, youth, giving them an opportunity. Um, and Curtis Jones is another one that's probably going to, uh, you know, be playing more as well. Um, you know, some people have mentioned whether it'd be worth a loan for Jones, but I imagine he'd be sort of sticking around at Liverpool next season again and and trying to sort of kick on from last year. So, Charlotte, Tom mentions Harvey Elliott there. He, um, he got himself on the assist sheet. Got two assists last night for the England under-21s. Um, what role can you see him having next season? I think he probably would have been a little bit disappointed with, with the start that he had in the team. He probably would have been a little bit disappointed not getting as much game time towards the end of the season last season. Yeah, I think I'm I'm not sure really what happened in the last I mean obviously he came back from a serious injury four months out and the injury itself was was a serious one. It wasn't wasn't nice to see. Um then he came back and then obviously when he on his first appearance, I think when he came on as a sub um against Cardiff in the FA Cup he scored. So didn't really kick on from that. But there's I mean he He's a young lad um, coming back from a serious injury, so you can't. There were no pressure on him for that that second half of the season, and obviously the team were doing so well, where you don't really disrupt a side that's just winning game after game. So tough for him. Um, but then, obviously, the start he had um, starting those games, and like, like Tom said, it was. It was a shock. It was a shock to see him in the team, especially in the midfield, because that was something that we didn't we didn't predict. That it was something that they've worked on in pre-season. Um, so I think I don't think he'll start the season um, because I do think you've got Thiago, you've got Fabinho. Obviously, you've still got Henderson, um, Nebuchadnezzar. I think they want to tie him down to a new contract, but um, I feel like he he could be. Could be someone Klopp could look to as the season goes on to carry on where he left off, really, in that right sided midfield role where he's linking up. Like, because the, the link he had with Trent and Salah down that right hand side, the triangles they were making, and he was kind of like turning into the um, winger at times and overlapping Trent, whereas Salah were coming inside, and so was Trent as well. So it was, it was interesting, um, and it was a shame we couldn't see more of it, but it's not. It won't be the end of that, I'm sure. No, definitely not. And one of Harvey Elliott's former teammates, Tom, um, Fabio Carvalho, is obviously heading to Liverpool. Um, he's watching Fulham. He's typically a, like a number 10. But Liverpool don't really play with a number 10, do they? They play with two eights. So how could you see him slotting into the team? Where could you see him playing next season? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Like you said, because of the system we're playing at Liverpool, it uh, doesn't quite match up to Fulham's. So um, you'd imagine he'd be coming on. I can't. I don't know. He maybe might be using the midfield, like we've seen with Elliot, sort of as Charlotte was saying on the right side. Potentially, that could be a position where he comes on as a substitute um, to replace whoever's playing there next season, um, or alternatively, maybe on the left wing cutting in, you know, onto his right foot from the left side. Um, I can't see him sort of playing down the middle as the, sort of the main focal point of the attack. I mean, it's something that could be explored 
potentially, but you just wonder if he's got the sort of the physicality to lead the line in that way. Um, probably not. So the left wing would probably be the, the most um, reasonable or logical place for him to play. So you would imagine he would just be coming on again as a late substitute and impact sub if Liverpool are looking for a goal or to see out a game and just to see, you know, if he can come on and make a difference. I imagine that's going to be the route they'll take with him um, in Premier League games. They, I can't imagine he'll be thrown in at the deep end straight away um, because I think he's only played played for Fulham in the Premier League, but only made one or two appearances at the back end of um, 21, uh, 2021 season. So he's got virtually no experience uh, at the top level. So you would think if he's going to play, yeah, he's probably going to be playing in the league, um, sorry, the cup matches. That's where his starts are going to be coming from. And then in those games, maybe Klopp's got a bit more uh, room to play around with things, try him in different positions. But in the league or the Champions League, uh, you, you can't imagine they'll be taking too many chances with him. So it'd just be a case of coming on and then sort of replacing whoever whoever's needing a changing in the game. Yeah, I think with all the options that we've got in front of us, it's, it's going to be exciting with Tiago 11 he starts with. So just to round off, what would your, both of you, what would your best 11 be? I think the back five picks itself, Matip or Kanata is debatable. Yeah. What do you think going forward from there? Uh, what is this? Current squad, like so your... to play everyone's fit. Go if we think the signings that we're going to make happen. So Nunes comes in, uh, and anyone else you want to throw into the mix that you think yeah. you've got an eye on. But Allison, Trent, Robbo, Van Dyke, who's your other centre half? Go with Matip, I think. Matip. Oh, I... Yeah, I'd, I'd go Canate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Midfield, Thiago. Fabinho. Yeah, Fabinho. Yeah, Thiago, Fabinho, Bellingham, Gavig, Marwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so forward line then, back onto our topic, is Nunes, Diaz, Salah. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I that's think- how we're shaping up next season. I think we're in for an exciting one, don't we? Um, hope everyone's uh, enjoyed listening. Thanks for joining me, Tom and Charlotte, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.